Hello, friends. Jason here, and this is typically the moment where I come up with something silly to introduce the two high-quality men sitting across the desk from me. Uh, but today, with much sadness, um, it's just the one. Mm. And so we're sitting next to an empty chair, the chair that was formerly occupied uh, by our friend Wayne Hunter, mm. who sadly passed away about two weeks ago today. Do you recall, if you are um, just jumping on our podcast, uh, in uh, episode 19 of season two, Wayne shared that he had been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and throughout that episode gave us insight into what he was thinking and feeling, and said specifically that he was not going to let cancer take his life before he died. And Wendell and I are proud to say happy mm -hmm. to say yes that that did not happen that up until the very end he was the Wayne that we knew and loved and up until the very end he was loving us and guiding us into grace and even after he had passed away at his funeral he uh, chose to share elected to share um, a clip from uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame mm -hmm. where Tony Stark as Iron Man says goodbye and as part of that says part of the journey is the end and I love you 3000 yeah and those could have come from the heart of Wayne himself yeah for sure yeah and um during our trunk or treat, which was what about a month ago or less, he came dressed up as Iron Man. Yes, like a discount Iron Man, with <laughs> very, <the laughs> very discount with the cardboard yeah. and like a Tupperware bowl, uh, right? As the yeah. arc reactor and so what was in there? Cereal? <laughs> I have no idea, but he uh, he interacted with the kids. He had to sit down much of the time. Yeah, but inter interacted actively with the kids and was very, very much Wayne. Um. We do a lot of talking here before we start recording, and and one of the things that JB and I agree on wholeheartedly is that Wayne has uh, always taught us how to live, and and uh, for years, literally, modeled it, taught it, um, hugged it, uh, eaten it, everything, breathed it, um, and and then he showed us how to die. What's unique about Wayne is the is the grace, the gentleness, the courage to speak and listen to truth and live truth. But we might not all know that he actually was for years a funeral director, had been around death for years and years, and also was a chaplain at hospice for quite a while. So when Wayne fa faced death, it wasn't just with grace, it was with practical knowledge yeah he knew he knew what was coming and uh so as much as you could be ready for it mentally he was ready in my opinion that would make it harder i don't know but it seems like it would it didn't show yeah it didn't show he uh i don't know his um we're gonna kind of tell stories today aren't we yeah. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me. Okay. He 
he told, well, he didn't tell the story, but his family told the story. He passed away about 3.30 Monday morning. And I think it was on the Friday prior to that, they were going to try to have a family holiday get-together with all the kids and the grandkids. And he just couldn't do it. He he was home, and he was he was throwing up, and he was sick, and he was feeling terrible. And so finally he said, I, you know, in his affectionate moments, he called Melinda Rosie. He said, Rosie, i got to go back to hospice. And so they went, and uh, he was hugging people, or they were hugging him, and his middle grandson accidentally stepped on his foot or stomped his foot accidentally and said, oh, Pop Pop, I'm so sorry I killed you sooner. <laughs> and out of his out of his pain and nausea, Wayne cracked up laughing. Typical encounter with a kid, just just the way he was with with kids. Uh, I'm sure you saw times with kids here at Trunk or Treat and different ones. It's just so good with them. Um, should I tell the hospice stories? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've got stories to tell on him. Some probably shouldn't go on here, <laughs> but some of these are so meaningful. He, he's he he wasn't one to broadcast them, but he shared shared them with me, uh, and shared a couple of them in Pathway on Sunday night. But when he first took on the role of chaplain at hospice, he had come out of the ministry and uh, had made a lot of you know hospital and nursing home visits on you know deathbed type visits. Right. So he. He saw himself as playing a role at first. So he goes into this guy's room who has maybe a day or two to live, semi, semi-comatose, just barely aware. And he sits down and he pulls out his Bible and he reads a a scripture and he, he starts to say a prayer. And all of a sudden he just realizes how inappropriate all of that was, that he was there as the professional trying to give this man some sort of guidance as he died. Hmm. And so he just stopped and he and he said, "Sir, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what you're going through. It, with your permission, could I just sit and learn from you?" That was his first visit as a chaplain at hospice. Hmm. And so he just sat there. And they didn't have a conversation. He just sat there and absorbed it. Hmm. And that flavored all other visits from then on, and I think was a major turning point in his life. Who thinks of that stuff? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think I would have. <laughs> no, that's we're supposed to know it all. We're supposed to, you know, and it just and that I think cultivated and and was a catalyst for the one of his principles that he taught us and said over and over and over, if you listen to On Grace, you heard it. But God is at work in everybody all the time. Yeah. Look for what he's doing and then participate in it. God was at work at that in that man right then. Yeah. And so Wayne wanted to observe the best he could and see what it was and participate in it. Yeah. So simple. It's... It, it is simple yet very profound. Yeah. And and that in a sentence for me is Wayne. Yes. You know. Yeah. I mean, there would be times on this uh, podcast yeah. like in, th- in these moments where 
y'all would be talking and he would he would say something and I'm I'm supposed to be paying attention to all this, you know, technical stuff. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I need to I need to just write this down. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the when he first got on staff here, I, it might have been right before he hired on here, but somewhere in 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 close proximity time-wise to that, he came out with this thing that that pain is inevitable, but grace is relentless. Yeah. And I remember it's like I had this huge idea envy. It was like, dude, that is like the best capsulized statement of life, you know, in, in, in being loved by Jesus. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a way to say it better. You know, no. pain is inevitable, but grace is relentless. That's, yeah. Another story he told in the Pathway, which is, he, he could tell it so much better. We were bawling our eyes out when he told it in Pathway. Um, but he went to a nursing home to visit a lady, and, and the front desk told him, Wayne, this lady does not like visitors. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor. doesn't matter. She don't want you in there. So he, being a little bit stubborn, thought, well, I'll, you know, she'll accept me. So he, he goes in and introduces himself, and, I mean, she yells him out the door. And he's like, whoa, okay. So he said, I respect that. And he left and and uh, he pondered that on the way home. And it was like, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not good with that. So he went back again a couple of weeks later and was faced with the same verbal barrage, you know, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, ma'am, if you don't mind, I'm just going to sit here by your bed for a minute. So he pulls up a chair beside her bed and in her huff, she takes her covers and pulls them up. I mean, you know, with great display up over her head. And uh, he sees occasional twitches from underneath the blanket and can see that go up and up, up and down with her breath. <laughs> but she, he just sits there and he won't leave. And I don't know if it's five, 10 minutes. I don't know how long it was, but she got quieter and quieter and calmed down more and more. And then all of a sudden here comes this little hand out from under the covers reaching for him. So he, he takes her hand. And he just sits there with her. And I don't remember, I think they had a short conversation, but um, his grace was relentless. Mm -hmm. You know, he just like, no, you're not going to make me unlove you. Uh, this may work on other people, but it's not going to work on me. It was that Iron Man mentality. <laughs> but it, Iron Man in terms of love. So. Wayne was a... Essentially, a stand-in grandparent yes. for yes, well, like every single kid at, yeah. the, at the Greenwood campus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was yeah. there on Grandparents' Day when their grandparents couldn't be there? Was there at their basketball games when yep. folks couldn't be there? Yeah, went and ate lunch with them. And yep. Yeah, and uh, his wife Melinda, he called her Rosie. Uh, um, she she'd go right along with him, and she still is like that. Yeah. So they came as a as a pair. For sure. I don't I think he would be sad to know that Alabama has not won a game <laughs> since, since he passed away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it uh his son literally said his son literally said 
if he had seen that missed punt during the game Saturday, that would have killed him. <laughs> he literally said that. That would have pushed him over the edge. But, oh, boy, he was an Alabama fan. For sure, for sure. But showed great grace to Auburn fans. <laughs> he really did. He's Hopefully we, he's getting a little bit of that grace in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, we have a mutual friend, I'll not name, but we have a mutual friend who's graduated from Auburn and, and, uh, we were in a small group together and we were in there for like five or six sessions and Wayne's going on and on about Alabama. And so they sit literally right next to each other. And so I don't know, six weeks in this friend casually makes mention of having graduated from Auburn and I have never seen the color drain out of Wayne's face. <laughs> this is before he ever got sick. The color literally drained out of his face, and he got this look in his eyes like, what do I do with this? And he had to go next. We went around the circle. He had to go next. And so he's very gracious, and he made a snide remark, but it was all in love, and they actually were, I mean, they were brothers. They were really good friends, but it was, it was cool. It was cool. Wendell, you delivered um – the message at his funeral mm. and you mentioned something about someone put words in your mouth but about his legacy here at broadway and beyond yeah, yeah. and you said something like it, it he's been here two years yeah, yeah but yeah. it's see and even as you said that it was like no yeah. it's crazy he's been yeah. here longer than that yeah yeah because yeah of who he who he is or who he and who he was like yeah. so yeah. transformed the dna of this place yeah 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 he um at, at a funeral, I mean, you've preached funerals. At a funeral, you, you, you're always aware of a time constraint, and there were several people who spoke, so I had other things that I could have said. And Yes, and, other people, uh, um, myself included, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne whittled down his list of jokes. I don't think, I don't think we've mentioned this on no, here. I, no. I, totally, I totally interrupted you. But, Go ahead. No, no, that's, so, fu- that's so good. So Wayne was a good joke teller of bad jokes. Ugh, Horrible his jokes. His jokes were horrid. The worst. Uh, so bad that we would frequently like start off, or not start off, but at staff meeting over the course of yeah. a staff meeting, he, w- he would get some, some jokes in. And he would start off his sermons. Yeah, every time. Every time. With, with no uh, relation to the message or the theme of the message. None, none at all. No, I think no. he started trying to, but, but quickly like, gave that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but one of the jokes, for example, at the funeral that, that Wayne chose was, uh, I stepped on a grape. On my way here, yeah. it let out a little wine. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> <laughs> where did he where did he get these jokes? Do you know? They have like th- a big he book had books. Of, he okay. had books. He had books. Yeah, and it. it um, let's see. I, I exchanged our bed for a trampoline. My wife hit the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not even funny. It's not but we the way <laughs> he would tell them, we would die laughing. Yes. But I interrupted you. Time constraints. Yeah. So time constraints, but. Um, the thing about Wayne is that he showed love to people face to face all the time. Yes, but he he also talked about people. We in our conversations, we yeah. eat at Culver's or wherever we ate, and, and and we would talk about people. And what I wanted to do at the at the funeral was to look at each staff member and say he loved you, hmm. and the reason I know is because he told me, because hmm. he did, and he would. He would sit and and 
talk about what I see it, which is so lovable about this person is yada, 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 you know, and what I see is the potential in this person is yada. And he, that's just the way he saw people. Hmm. And you and I were talking before we, we got on the air here. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never met Wayne, you don't know him, you're not here local. If you want to know what Wayne Hunter was like, go see the new Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah. He, it, some of the lines that Mr. Rogers says in the movie, played by Tom Hanks, some of the lines that he says, those of us on staff, a bunch of us went together, and we were like, okay, he either stole that from Wayne or Wayne stole that from him. They were just, and the way he treated people was so gracious. But the other thing that if you don't know Wayne and, and you just listen to these podcasts, you didn't get it, Wayne was not afraid of awkward silence he and mr rogers if you watch the movie he would just sit there in awkward awkward silence yes and let even forced it some in one scene and that was wayne wayne would do that in a church service and wayne would do that one-on-one with people where he just thought let this moment breathe Mm -hmm. and let the slow work of grace do its thing and then we might say a word or two but it was it if you want to know what Wayne was like, go see the movie. Yeah, I would affirm that. Yeah, really good. Is it appropriate for me to talk about my last conversation with Wayne? Absolutely. All right. Well, I mentioned this in the in the sermon I, during his funeral, but he was in and out of hospice several times, and uh, I think it was the Wednesday night before he died. Um. My wife called Melinda and said, is it appropriate for us to come by? Because sometimes he felt really, really bad yeah, and just wasn't up for any company whatsoever. And Melinda said, yeah, said Wayne and Wendell need to talk. So we go in there and we're there for like two minutes. And Melinda said to Robbie, let's go out and sit by the fire, go get a cup of coffee, do something and, and uh, let them talk. So I'm sitting there by his bed. He's obviously feeling horrid. And so it he he rolls over in the bed and looks at me and he said, uh, "Let's just get this out of the way." I thought, "Oh my, what what is this?" He said, uh, "Are you willing to to preach my funeral?" Hmm. And uh, the backstory to that was that I had told him before he ever got sick for years. I'd told him, "Dude, I'm going first. You're preaching my funeral. I'm not preaching yours because I'm not going on without you. I don't know how how I'll survive." Hmm. Well, lo and behold went the other way so he had good reasons to you know and he said i didn't know if you'd be able to you know emotionally i said uh, i said it, it won't be formal but yeah i will and he said well i don't want it to be formal and i said well i do know you better than anybody and and i mean he got this cat grin on his face like he always did and he said he said that's what i'm afraid of <laughs> and so i don't think i did any damage in the funeral i don't think i did so we sat there and, and talked about uh what he wanted at his funeral some of the songs and what he wanted you know his jokes and that we talked about that we talked about our families um we talked about life um we talked about a book that i'm writing uh, about grace that where he shows up everywhere and i i said dude you know you are so lazy you won't write a book 
because I'd always razzed him about being too lazy to write his own book. I said, you're too lazy to write your own book. And he's smiling. He said, why should I write a book when you quote me and you do all the work? I don't <laughs> need to, you know, I don't need to go to the trouble. I thought, yeah, okay. I see how this is. And then toward the very end, he he said, are you okay? And I thought, dude, you're you're the one dying. You're asking me if I'm okay. Well, I'd ask him. I'd say, how are you? And he said, I'm at peace. I'm not afraid. And so he said, how are you? And I said, I think I'm going to be okay. Um, and he said, I've really been worried about that. Hmm. He said, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that and wondering what it would be like if the roles were reversed. And I assured him, I said, I, I think I'm going to be okay. And now it's his turn. Out from under the covers comes his hand. And he fist bumped me strong, really strong. And uh, it wasn't but two minutes after that. He was like, that, that's about it. That's all I got. So he rallied. That was it. And I don't think he ever had a conversation after that. Wow. <laughs> what a gift. We miss our friend Wayne, but we rest confident in his legacy in this place at Broadway United Methodist Church through his messages, which you can access at broadwayunited.org, and through this, this podcast. We're not sure what happens next with this podcast, but whatever happens, we're grateful for you. We're grateful that you met and learned from our friend, Wayne Hunter. Wayne, we love you, and we miss you, and this place will not be the same without you. <laughs>